Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and today I am live from Pelham's Wasteland and have a call-in from none other than Jason Hobbs, who um, listened to my Arbiter of Worlds episode and had a couple of comments about it. So I'm going to play the call-in and then sort of respond to his comments. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Arlen, it's Hobbs. I felt an obligatory compulsion to call you to talk about Arbit of Worlds and uh, our beachy guide to storytelling. Um, yeah, I think uh, Arbit of Worlds was certainly a note to emphasize the way that the author runs games and why it's the best way. Uh, I don't ever think there is a best way because everyone's going to have differing opinions. I'm not sure I agree with you that it's necessary to model RPG games after uh, literary stories because RPG games can take inspiration from so many different mediums. And I think RPG games are a brand new medium. So to hold them to the methodology of stories doesn't seem like a good idea. Anyway, uh, interesting listens. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. So, first off, big thanks to Hobbs for calling in. It's always great to get call-ins and to hear people's, you know, opinions and ideas and that sort of stuff. Um, seems like the biggest thing to talk about has to do with modeling RPGs as more literary stories and thinking about them in those terms. And I, I sort of have... I don't remember exactly what I said in the Arbiter of Worlds episode, but I'm going to sort of talk about my perspective on that here. Um, the first element of that is that that's often how I design my sessions and think about what I want to run is thinking about it in terms of not necessarily in terms of a, a story as in a railroad, but as in what kind of uh, story, what kind of genre, what kind of themes do I want to get at, and what sort of genre do I want to emulate? <laughs> Excuse me. And to that end, it's really that's really helpful for me in terms of thinking about what do I want to get out of this session or this um, campaign or this adventure or something like that, is thinking about what sort of things that I want it to be like and what sort of things I want to get out of it really deliberately, right? Rather than kind of saying, okay, we're going to have, um, I think there's a lot to be said for um, deliberate design and deliberate analysis and really deliberate um, planning in terms of RPGs, at least the way I do it. The way I do it, it seems like it works best when there's a fair bit of planning and there's a fair bit of uh, thought about what do I want to get out of this particular session or this particular game or things like that. Um, and so to that end, modeling RPG sessions or RPG campaigns off of literary stories for me is more as much as anything it's about that's the way that I do things and that's something that I think Arbiter of Worlds doesn't have a good um, 
a good answer for. There isn't really anything in Arbiter of Worlds about that kind of conceptually in terms of uh, what sort of things you want. I think Arbiter of Worlds takes a perspective that players and themes and all that sort of stuff are going to be similar to um, original old school D&D. And while that's really cool, that's certainly not the only way, or at least that's what most of the suggestions are for, that um, players are going to be kind of treasure-hungry looters who go around trying to do their best to make money and advance in levels and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and that's not bad by any means. I think that's, you know, if that's the sort of game you want to run, then that's the sort of game you should run. Um, but that's also not by any means the only way to run RPGs. And it's not the only kind of story that you can tell with RPGs. And I think that gets into something that, uh, is a little more complicated and, and particularly, I think one of the things that, uh, the answer in Arbiter of Worlds might be, well, that's not really what this book is about. That's And that's totally fair that that sort of thing isn't what the book is about. And in some ways, that's not even what uh, my guide to RPG storytelling is about. I don't think it does a great job of saying kind of like, here's how you, you know, emulate certain genres. Here's what you need to do to create a good session that works in this way. Um, but that's sort of my thought. The other element of that is about analysis. And I think that's where, in my opinion, uh, thinking about RPGs as kind of literary stories is really important and is something that everybody can do with uh, if they're willing to do the reading, basically. Because, for better or worse, RPGs as a medium don't really have a strong um, component of narrative analysis. And um, stories, literary stories, written, written stories do by now. Um, Long-term... The, the history and the um, accumulated knowledge, I think, is really important here because it helps us prevent some of the sort of common sense traps, right? That's sort of, as an oversimplification, that's sort of what philosophy starts out as, is, is essentially fighting against common sense traps, and right, because that's what Socrates does. He goes up to people and says, what's your sort of common sense opinion about this thing? And they say, oh, well, it's like this. And he says, well, don't you agree with this other common sense thing? And they say, well, yes, I do agree. And he says, aha, but those two things are incompatible. And so you you haven't actually analyzed your thought in the way that a philosopher needs to or a philosopher should. And so you can, you know, get to get closer to the truth and therefore closer to the good and the beautiful and all that sort of stuff by thinking and analyzing deeply. Um, that's sort of a tangent, but what it gets at, so to use a really good example um, or a really consistent example that I see, um, a lot of talk about books has to do with the idea of what's a, what's a good book, what's not a good book, especially in uh uh, many circles. And one of the things that I see a lot of has to do 
with um, some version of someone saying, well, I judge a book's quality based on how well it fulfills what the author was trying to do. And that sounds like a very kind of solid common sense argument about how you should judge a book's quality, right? It makes sense that a book is an artifact and it had somebody working on it and they had some intention about what they wanted to get out of it. And so you can presumably figure out what, or or that, that presumably what the quality of the work would be is based on what, how well the person making it was able to realize their idea about what it ought to be. The problem with that is that what you're using to determine what the thing ought to have been is the thing itself. And what I mean is you're using the literary work that was created to judge what the author's idea of what the literary work ought to have been is, and then comparing your assumption about what the work ought to have been is and what the work actually is based only upon or based largely upon what the the work itself is or you're making assumptions about what the author wanted to write based on biographical details and there's a um an inherent tautology to that that's that's sort of the point. And that's that's where things like death of the author come from, right? The the idea of death of the author basically comes out of the idea of it's tautological to use or one of the the extractions from death of the author is that it's tautological to use the work itself to judge what the work ought to have been so that you can judge the work itself, right? That's nonsense. And I think a lot of sort of common sense analysis, non-structured analysis can fall into those pitfalls very easily. And that's sort of why I I see it as kind of two fields of analysis. You have a sort of gamist analysis that analyzes the, the mechanics and how they work. And then you have a sort of literary analysis that analyzes the story created at the table because that's basically the two fields that have developed analysis techniques and have a history because unfortunately RPGs don't have their own um, RPGs as a medium don't really have their own or at least in my opinion having read a lot of the things that are supposed to analyze it um, don't have nearly as strong of a tradition of analysis as those other fields. And that's not bad necessarily. It just means that we have to make do with tools that were developed for other mediums, basically, as far as I see it, if we want to um, be deliberate in our analysis. That's sort of my my take on the subject is that, and that's something that I think Arbiter of Worlds also doesn't really get into, and it's not it's not within Arbiter of Worlds purview, right? It's not really what that book is about, and so it's not uh, 
not necessarily a slight on the book to say that it doesn't get into that. It is, I think, sort of a slight on the possibilities put out in that book to say that, look, there's this uh, kind of other other fields, other uh, ways of approaching RPGs that aren't really within that purview. And so it's important to say that Arbiter of Worlds is has that particular um, bent to it. Anyway, that's just sort of my thoughts on approaching RPGs with more uh, literary intentions. And I think, I actually think, Hobbes, that it helps a lot in terms of some of the stuff you're talking, or you have been talking about, of RPGs as art, that um, we can think or read, or rather, I'd say more than kind of think about it, we can read about other people's thoughts about it, and then think ourselves about the nature of of art in other forms and apply that to RPGs and figure out how it is that uh, our own RPGs can fulfill those definitions and fulfill those elements and thereby uh, fit better as art rather than just as kind of entertainment, right? Because I think that's one of the not to say that art isn't entertaining, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that all entertainment is art, or certainly that all entertainment is art of the same quality, right? Because that's sort of what we're getting at, is that even if even if we get at the idea that like everything is a piece of art, we can still make a distinction between the uh, amount of artness or the artistry of the, the thing, even if it is all... Uh, an object art, essentially. Um, so that's just sort of my thoughts uh, on the subject. And I thought I'd share them and uh, put them out there and sort of talk about uh, those things. But thanks. Thanks again. Big thanks to Hobbes for calling in and um, talking about it. I might listen to your message one more time and see if I have anything else to say. Um, but I think that's probably going to be the, the episode. All right. I listened through again. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed Hobbes. Uh, we, we talked a little bit on discord about how I basically read the book because you had recommended it. So I'm glad you got a chance to call in and all of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else, I think, to respond to the call-in, um, except, once again, thanks for calling in. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, one of the ways you can do it is call in yourself on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Pelham's Wasteland, and you can leave a voice message, and I'll play it on the show. Um Aside from that, you can get in contact with me on Twitter. I am at Cows from Powis. And uh, I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland. And I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.